Hello, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And we and, don't have Val. And we don't have Val. I was waiting for the, and I'm Val. <laughs> but she's not here with us. She is at Sundance she's having Sundance. a good time. Yeah. And we're here hanging out at the Megaplex Theater, mm-hmm. uh, just outside the Megaplex Theater. Well, I guess, I don't know. We're here in at the, the Valley Fair Mall. Yeah, the Valley Fair Mall. Yeah. Yeah. Right across from the visit com sign. Yes. So, it is January T. Januarty. Which is, is a that, very cool event happening down there. I wasn't here. sure how to pronounce it. Januarty, Janu- Januarty. Yeah. But Januarty, yeah. It's a cool event that they're putting on. I think this is the first year that they're doing it. Lots of really fun stuff uh, going on. Doing a screening of the Prince of Egypt and animator Thomas Estrada is here. And we actually get to introduce the film later today. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes because Val's not here to do it for us. She's usually the, so. the main vocal person. We're a little uh, less... We're just happy to be along for the ride, usually. <laughs> it's Val's world, and we're just living in it. So, we, no, but down here, it's really cool. They've got um, different displays from different artists. Adrian Ropp is here. Um, Disney animator, good guy. Um, Thomas Estrada, like I said. They've got cosplayers. We've got all sorts of, there's like Lego events going on. It's really yeah. cool. And a scavenger hunt for the kids. Yeah. I don't know what they get. When I'm they, not sure what you get. or Because we weren't kids, and they works. said we couldn't play. They actually didn't. Dang rules. We didn't ask. We should have. Yeah, we should have. Oh, we didn't. We're kids at heart. Yeah. But, you know, we don't want to take away from what the children do, because we probably would have crushed them. Yeah. Do you have that card, that, that the business card? Yes, I do. Because I want to talk about that for a minute. So, yes. the, the volunteer that was running the booth was um, from the Fan Effect so Kellyanne from Fan Effect Podcast, from KSL Podcast, and she was nice. Yeah, very nice to us. So... They're welcome to come on the show anytime, or they're welcome to invite us on the show anytime. They haven't yet. They haven't yet. Let's put those wheels in motion. Yeah, let's let's put it out there. (laughs) Put it out in the universe. We're manifesting. Yeah. So yes, this is kind of fun. We don't do remotes very often. We also don't record together in person very often. Yeah, we've ever since. It's funny because we used to record together all the time. All the time. Yeah. And then COVID hit, and we couldn't. And then we just got so used to just doing it from home. Yeah. We don't do it in person as much, but we should. We should. And I think the other hard thing is that when we do it at home, we've got the video aspect, but I don't know that we get a ton of views on our YouTube. If we just did audio, would our fans be that disappointed? Well, they don't get to see my pretty face. Which is a huge disappointment. <laughs> I, get, I, I understand. Usually, and since I don't have professional lighting at home, I get a real glare off the off the bald head, so yeah, that's kind of distracting. The lighting at your house has gotten better, though. Okay, I think when you have the darker wall behind you, yeah, that sometimes it kind of started to look a little bit like a mugshot, mm. like convict Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was during COVID, and yeah, I did that's you know true. a dark we were all, wall. <laughs> we were all together at home, or separate at home. Yeah, we were all to so, separate together. Yeah, those Single were weird parents times. Alone together. 
I'm going to be interested to see what history has to say about those years because living that, that was It was one of the most interesting times in my life. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to be one of those times that as we get older, like we're going to tell future generations yeah. about it like our grandparents talked about stuff yeah you know the depression the depression world war ii right that was probably more like my great grandparents Um, see i'm older i know you're a little bit older (laughs) like my grandparents were born in the 30s and Mm. so yeah my depression they were kids more yeah 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 so but but i think it's going to be similar to that we're going to talk about it and our kids are going to be like whatever we there was a run on toilet paper there was no toilet paper hi friends Oh, hey, guys. We have some friends visiting with us. Spider-Man. We have Spider-Man and uh, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. What's How up, you bud? doing? Are you going out and visiting, looking around? Are you having fun? You you are doing a great job for an audio episode. <laughs> Just nodding your head. That goes great over the audio airwaves. We're being visited by Jake's family. Yes, my family's here. So we're going to pause for just a minute. We'll... All right, we're back. And we're back. And through the magic of radio podcast <laughs> magic. It's what like was no like time passed 15 minutes for us was zero minutes for you guys. It's incredible how that works. It is. We probably it's, could have said we weren't pausing and just, and just you kept would have going. never known. Yeah, but we but, don't like to lie to our audience. No. That's not the kind of professionals we are. That's right. But it is like Disney magic. It's just it like, like Disney magic. And then it's, it's back. Good. It's a good. I, I don't mind talking about Disney Magic. Really? Yeah. After being there, you're, you're a fan of Disney Magic. I am a big fan of Disney Magic. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Tracy ran like 700 miles over the last two weeks. So 60, how many was it? 67.9. 67.9. That's still total, an astronomical total with number. The, those were the official race because I did the a 5K, which is 3.1 miles, a 10K, which is 6.2, half marathon 13.1. Then I did the full marathon 26.2. And then when we went to Disneyland, so I came home for a day, mm-hmm. flew back out to California, and then we together, yes. with, with Valerie, did the 10K 6.2, and then did. I did the half marathon 13.1. So I ended That's up with awesome. 69 point, wait, what did I say? Because total is 67.9. 60, it was 67.9, yes. Yeah. Because if you did the 5K, then it was 73. And you so. just didn't feel like getting there. I just you were I'm like, like you know, know what? I'm, I don't not need the 5K. I'm not interested in the five k. <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need those extra miles. <laughs> the thing with the Disney race that people need to understand is it's like buying, like if you would normally get like an extra large shirt, you would want to get like a medium shirt because it runs big. At Disneyland races, are, if you would oh. normally run like a, a half marathon, you might want to consider the ten k right only because what you don't factor in is the amount of time you're walking in the parks 100%. leading up to or after the race. Hundred percent. That was, oh man, doing doing the park after doing the races. Oh my gosh, you're you're dying, right? Yes, I was. Like, I was. I always feel like if you wear your medal, 
that should be like an automatic fast pass for you. Yeah. Or lightning lane, excuse me. Now I, it's called. I made a mistake with my medal, and I'll tell uh-huh. you what I did. I, I wore my, my Star Wars shirt, one of my favorites. You guys have seen it on the show, or if you haven't. The Roosevelt's? Yeah, the Roosevelt Star mm-hmm. Wars. That was like the old bed sheets that I had when I was a kid. Totally had those. So it's blue, and it's got all sorts of stuff. And I didn't realize, and I didn't think about it, that the medal was also a blue strap that was about the same shade of blue. Uh-oh. And it just blended right in with my shirt. So I think a lot of people didn't even notice I had a medal you didn't, on. You didn't get a lot of the congratulations? I didn't get a lot of the congratulations, Cause, unfortunately. Because you kind of wear it because, A, you're proud, but, B, it explains why you're walking weird. Yeah. I did I did. Because otherwise sure. you just look like you're walking weird, and that's, yeah. We went and we did Guardians of the Galaxy, so I made sure to take it off for that ride. <laughs> Because I didn't want it to like fly up and you, hit me in the face. That was a pretty heavy duty medal too. Yeah, it was. It would have so, hurt. It would have no, hurt. That's, they, they don't. They don't skimp on the medals, which no. is which is nice. Well, this one was cool because the ducks. It, it had Donald and Daisy on it. They moved. Yeah. And they slid across like they were running. It mm-hmm. was cool. It was now really the designs cool. were good this year. Sometimes the designs, you kind of go, eh, I'm not so sure. But this year, across the board, I thought the designs were great. So, but total between the two weeks. Uh, racing and walking through parks and just everything. I did about 170 miles in those two weeks, which is insane. That's my poor crazy. watch was like yelling at me. My Garmin was yelling at me, going, "You're not, you're not being productive. You know, you're, you're, and so you're, yeah. you're doing too much." Yeah, that's the hard thing. Is right. yeah, my my watch was giving me a hard time telling me I had set a record. Right uh, on Saturday for move and exercise, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, I know. I can feel it every every step. <laughs> every bit of me knows. Uh, but then Sunday I drove home and it would send me alerts like, hey, you're not like making the same progress you made over the last few days. Are you alive? Shut Are up, you okay? Watch. I'm just fine. Like, listen, sitting here all day, this is what I normally do. I love you when, should uh, know this. We did the 10K. Yes. And then at 10 o'clock, my watch always sends me a, a move update. Yeah. And it's like, you need to move. I'm like. I'm going to sit here and eat breakfast. Thank you very much. I, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, on, on Apple, you've got the rings that you close yeah, yeah. on the fitness app, and uh, you've got a move one that has a number of calories and an exercise one that's number of minutes that you exercise. And how much you stood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, usually in the morning, it gives me an update, too, like, hey, you're making good progress. Here's where you are. Like, keep going. But, but you got but this, this time it was like, incredible how that works. It is. We probably it's, could have said we weren't pausing and just, and just you would have going. never known. Yeah, but we but, don't like to lie to our audience. No. That's not the kind of professionals we are. That's right. But it is like Disney magic. It's just it like, like poof, Disney magic. and then it's, it's back. Good, it's a good... I, I don't mind talking about Disney magic. Really? Yeah. After being there... You're, you're a fan of Disney magic? I am a big fan of Disney magic. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Tracy ran like 700 miles over the last two weeks. So 60, how many was it? 67.9. 67.9. That's still total, an astronomical total number. With the, those were the official race because I did the a 5K, which is 3.1 miles, a 10K, which is 6.2, half marathon, 13.1. Then I did the full marathon, 26.2. And then when we went to Disneyland, so I uh-huh. came home for a day, mm-hmm. flew back out to California, and then we together yes. with, with Valerie did the 10K, 6.2, and then did. I did the half marathon, 13.1. So I ended That's up with awesome. 69 point, wait, what did I say? Because total is 67.9. 60, it was 67.9, yes. Yeah. Because if you did the 5K, then it was 73. And you so, just didn't feel like getting there. I just, you were I'm like, like, you know what? I'm not interested in the 5K. <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need those extra miles. 
The thing with the Disney race that people need to understand is it's like buying... Like, if you would normally get, like, an extra-large shirt, you would want to get, like, a medium shirt because it runs big. Disneyland races, if you would oh. normally run, like, a, a half marathon, you might want to consider the 10K right. only because what you don't factor in is the amount of time you're walking in the parks 100%. leading up to or after the race. 100%. That was, oh, man. Doing, doing the park after doing the races? Oh, my gosh. You're, you're dying, right? Yes, I was. Like, I was. I always feel like if you wear your medal... That should be like an automatic fast pass for you. Yeah. Or lightning lane, excuse me. Now I, it's called. I made a mistake with my medal, and I'll tell uh-huh. you what I did. I, I wore my, my Star Wars shirt, one of my favorites. You guys have seen it on the show, or if you haven't. The Roosevelt's? Yeah, the Roosevelt Star mm-hmm. Wars. That was like the old bed sheets that I had when I was a kid. Totally had those. So it's blue, and it's got all sorts of stuff. And I didn't realize, and I didn't think about it, that the medal was also a blue strap that was about the same shade of blue. Uh-oh. And... It just blended right in with my shirt. So I think a lot of people didn't even notice I had a medal didn't, on. You didn't get a lot of the congratulations? I didn't get a lot of the congratulations, Because you kind of wear it because, A, you're proud, but, B, it explains why you're walking weird. Yeah. I did I did. Because otherwise sure. you just look like you're walking weird, and that's, yeah. We went and we did Guardians of the Galaxy, so I made sure to take it off for that ride. Because <laughs> I didn't want it to, like, fly up and you, hit me in the face. That was a pretty heavy-duty medal, too. Yeah, it was. It would have so, hurt. It would have hurt. Know, that's, they, they don't... They don't skimp on the medals, which no. is which is nice. Well, this one was cool because the ducks, it, it had Donald and Daisy on it. They moved. Yeah. And they slid across like they were running. It mm-hmm. was cool. It was now, really the designs cool. were good this year. Sometimes the designs, you kind of go, eh, I'm not so sure. But this year, across the board, I thought the designs were great. So, but total, between the two weeks, uh, racing and walking through parks and just everything, I did about 170 miles in those two weeks, which... Is insane. That's my poor crazy. watch was like yelling at me. My Garmin was yelling at me, going, "You're not, you're not being productive. You know, you're, you're, so you're, yeah. you're doing too much." Yeah, that's the hard thing. Is, I, yeah, my my watch was giving me a hard time telling me I had set a record, right, uh, on Saturday for move and exercise. And uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I know, I can feel it every <laughs> every step. Every bit of me knows. Uh, but then Sunday I drove home and it would send me alerts like, hey, you're not like making the same progress you made over the last few days. Are you alive? Shut Are up, you okay? Watch. I'm just fine. Like, listen, sitting here all day, this is what I normally do. I love doing that. You should uh, know this. We did the 10K. Yes. And then at 10 o'clock, my watch always sends me a, a move update. Yeah. And it's like, you need to move. I'm like, I'm going to sit here and eat breakfast. Thank you very much. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, on, on Apple, you've got the rings that you close yeah, yeah. on the fitness app, and uh, you've got a move one that has the number of calories and an exercise one that's number of minutes that you exercise. And how much you stood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, usually in the morning, it gives me an update, too, like, hey, you're making good progress. Here's where you are. Like, keep going. But, but you got but this. this time, it was like, uh, you, you finished. Like, stop. Just sit down. <laughs> you're done. You already did it. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. It was fun, though. I mean... Crossing that finish line, and we really should get more into detail when Val is there so we can talk about it with Absolutely. her. But, but that was an amazing moment, getting across the finish line with the two of you. It and was something I'll never forget. Yeah. That was, was something I'll never forget. It was And great. then seeing your, your son, little Ben, who was here just a minute ago, Spider-Man, yes. say to me, he looks at me and he goes, my dad's a superhero. Yeah. Like, yes, you are, you are correct. Your dad is a superhero. Yeah, Ben's the nicest kid I know. Yeah, so, he really is. Yeah, he's a sweet kid. All your kids are really nice, though. At yeah. least from, I mean, 
Of course, they're different when they have company and I'm around, you know. Yeah, but. no, they are good kids. <laughs> like, there have been times that they misbehave. Yes, sure, they're sure. children, but, but they're good kids. Overall, they're good kids. I wouldn't trade them. No, so, my oldest afterward, he said, yeah, Dad, I want to go run the 5K next year. And that's I'm, awesome. Like, cool. So, that's at, the positive Look at what thing. you've yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you said to me, after we finished, you're like, I, I don't ever want to move again. Yeah. And then, like, the next day, Valerie sends a message on our, on our uh, text message thread. Says, when are we going to do another one? And Jake goes, uh, you know, there's a Salt Lake one coming up in April. I might be interested in doing something there. I'm like, yeah. All right. Yep. Now they're in. Welcome to the family. <laughs> no, it, I definitely want to do more of the Disney ones. I think yes. that that was the, the nice thing is like knowing we were there because of a good cause. We raised money for right. American Cancer Society. Getting to meet the people that are, that are part of Team Determination. Isn't that, that are the Incredible best, individuals that have done a ton to get there and the money that was raised. I think for the Disneyland one, it was like 115. 115. Yeah. $115,000 just for our Disneyland group. Yeah. And if they are able to get contracts, and they most likely will, if they're able to get contracts for the um, September races uh, in Disneyland, which are going to be Halloween-themed, they are hoping that they'll be able to raise a million dollars for all of the Disney races. Not just wow. Not just the Halloween one, but if you take all of the Disney World, all of the Disneyland... They're hoping to break a million dollars, and they started this division of, of Team Determination just five years ago. That's amazing. And now to be looking at a million dollars for cancer research, they do the Hope Lodge, so if you need a place to stay while you're doing your cancer treatments, transportation to and from your appointments, education, um, grants for um, research, I mean, the stuff they do is incredible. It's an A-plus rated charity, and so many people are affected by cancer. And being able to give back and then be able to run through the Disney park before yeah. they open. Wasn't that just the coolest experience? It, it was really neat. I One of the reasons I'd like to get better is to feel like I can enjoy that part of it a little bit more. Instead of... Because I, I was really focused. Like, I, I had to keep going. It was... It was very difficult for me, and I'm obviously not in the in the shape that I should be, but I'm working but, to get there. And it's, and this, it's, it's different, progress. too, when you're running by yourself at the Oval, and then when you have all these people, like, jostling beside you, and people are trying to get in front of you or move yeah. around you, and then you also, you're not used to running on the cobblestones and crossing the, the trolley tracks, and yeah. you got to watch out where you're... And in the mornings, because of the humidity, too, the ground is a little wet and slippery, so you got to be watching out for that, too. Well, and the other thing that came up that I, I... You normally think of Disneyland and California Adventure both being pretty flat yeah. pieces of land, and they are. Right. But, man, you notice the parts that are not. <laughs> that part like, by Pirates? Uh-huh. The, the overpass over... The, yeah. Well, that, that was really bad. The other one that... Toontown. That was toward Toontown, the end of our yes. time in Disneyland because yes. we went out the back of Toontown, and so that was uphill. And I'm like, "This is awful. This is the worst thing ever. I hate this." Yeah. <laughs> and then you walk past, you know, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and you just think, "Nothing can stop us now." <laughs> if you haven't ridden that ride, that song, that you'll song go, will go and it will your stu- be stuck in your head for the rest of your trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's just the rule. I, I kind of feel bad for the employees after work that ride because they hear that all day, every day. And I got to imagine that that's, yeah. you go home and that's just going to go through your head. Yeah. yeah. It, it is, I love that ride. The ride is amazing. It's fantastic. And the song is great. 
but it is the like this generation's it's a small world yes oh i totally agree with that where it just it it just gets stuck in your head and it's really cute and it's charming but it gets in your head and it doesn't leave yeah yeah so (laughs) but yeah it it was a great experience um and and we should on our next episode when we have val here go into more detail on it but but that's where we've been what and why experience. we haven't been super active on recording and things like yeah, that. Yeah, apologies for that. So I'm not even going to apologize. I'm oh. just going to tell you that's why we did it. <laughs> like, I don't feel bad. No. I don't feel bad about it. But so, I don't, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't like these chairs on this uh, floor. They're really rolly. Because I feel like every you time move I... You move and it's I'm, like you just drift. Yeah, you drift away from the microphone. you got to kind of... That's yeah. what, I've been locking my foot behind the, the yeah, chair. Yeah, but then it, then that's not comfortable. The, I know mm-hmm. it's comfortable for about thirty seconds. Yeah, and, and then you're, like, you're gonna move again, and then yeah, you're rolling. But but there, you know, there's some insight into our chairs. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but you know, and, and it's it's kind of nice too. It's a little slower movie time right now. It is. I yeah. mean, uh, Mean Girls is is kind of the big one. That's yeah. out now. Wonka's still doing really well. Wonka is Wonka's doing got really some well. really good legs, so that's great. Um, the director's talked about how he wants to uh, possibly explore another movie in the in the Wonka verse uh-huh. uh, before he. Why becomes, does everything have to be a verse now? I I don't think they officially call it a verse. I think okay. I just added. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to but make sure. But this yeah. is a kind of a fun event though at the January because we're sitting here in front of the Megaplex Theater. And stormtroopers are going into the food pickup area. Yeah. Um, and then we have um, somebody. Is that from uh, from uh, Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame? Yeah. It's it's Frollo. Frollo. I can't. I, I've only seen that movie once. Not so. not to be confused with Frodo. Totally. Who was the different. ring bearer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, different. Frollo's the bad but guy. But we've got. Oh, we got stormtroopers approaching. Yeah. Us. Here they come. Don't don't draw attention. Just act just, like just, just act act normal, casual. Do you have any scrap metal? No. I heard you recently were a scrap metal dealer. I w- well at, not a. Uh, I, I visited one, yeah. Oh, you visited a scrap metal dealer? Yeah, I okay. did. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to draw any attention to that. Cause... I, I actually went all out. I built I built a droid and a lightsaber this time. Uh, and your son built a droid? Or no, he built a lightsaber as well. So Jack built... Uh, so number three, who's been on the show before. Yes. Uh, number three built a lightsaber with me this time. He went all dark side. That was a cool looking lightsaber. It was really cool. That was a bad looking lightsaber. It was. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> it's got like spikes at the bottom. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. that was impressive. And the red blade. So the stormtroopers hey, keeping an eye listen, on us. We're good. We're, we. <laughs> they these told are us the to podcasters you're looking for. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, he built a, a Sith one, and then I took my oldest son wanted to build a droid, and then Lucy. Wanted to build a droid. This is her second time building a droid. Okay. Um, Are both of hers the BB-8 version? Yeah, she okay. likes the BB droid. Awesome. Okay. One of them's all purple. This one was orange, but it was, like, reminiscent of BB-8, but it wasn't exactly like BB-8. So gotcha. It, it's still in that it's kind a little, of look. It's a little tweak on the yeah. unknown version. Okay. Yeah, and, and Johnny's was mostly red and, like, a turquoise color. Oh, cool. Because that was what the red looks like, has with it on the... BB models because he did a BB-8 as well, and and we had reserved two spots. Okay, and when I walked in, I I walked in and my wife didn't come with me. <laughs> That's not blaming her. I'm just explaining why, why she wasn't happened? there to talk me out of it. Right? <laughs> and I and I said, how hard would it be to add a third builder on there? And they said, oh yeah, not hard. Because Disney, I don't know if you know this, 
will take your money almost any time you offer it. <laughs> they, they have no problem with it. How they, hard they, would it be for me to give you another $100? Oh, yeah, oh, we're no, totally please, fine with sir, that. No, right, please, away, absolutely. right this way. Right. So then I built an R2 unit. Uh, when we came walking back, Johnny's carrying his droid bucket, and Lucy's carrying her droid bucket, and I'm coming up behind them, and my wife's like, oh, you guys made your droids? How did it go? And she's like, oh, what's... That. What's this? <laughs> and, uh, it jumped right in my bin. There was nothing yeah, I could I do. I didn't know it. I mean, it followed me home. He That's used his, uh, his his repulsors to launch himself into my bucket. Mm. Yeah. We, we've named him Reddy because he's all red and white. And that was Ben named him Reddy. And I think mainly it's because he's really into Bluey right now. So in his mind, uh, Bluey's all blue. Bluey. Now we got this Reddy. This is all red. So this is That makes Reddy. perfect sense. Yeah. I'm with him. So that's what we affectionately call it. My daughter, Lucy, who made her droid, was really funny. She's like, oh, Dad, you can just tell Mom that this was your birthday present to yourself. (laughs) Unfortunately, I had used that for, like, the trip to Disneyland. I had used that for, like... The lightsaber. Well, the lightsaber, but but also the... The week before, I had gone and seen all three of the Lord of the Rings movies in the theater. You did your own version of a marathon. Yeah, I did a marathon while Tracy was running a marathon. Right. Um... I think both of them may have hurt our legs pretty equally. I, I sitting that long—that's yeah. just as hard not, as walking that healthy. long. So, what's that? We're talking about movies. We do a podcast called "Movies That Make Us." Yeah. Uh, right now, we're just not really talking we're just about anything. Chatting but about yeah. stuff in general. So. We're, we're going to be talking. A little you guys bit. here for the art festival? Very cool. Awesome. Well, cool. All right, good yeah, to meet you. you. Too. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. That that's, future fans. That's the kind. Of, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's the kind of magic you get to experience when you're out in the middle of a thing. Yeah. What What are you doing here? Yeah. So. But yeah, that was fun though to see all three of those movies: Lord of the Rings, yeah. Extended Edition. I haven't. I have. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen them back to back to back. I don't know that I would do it again. Okay. Like, it was something like, That's hey, this would be really fun. I think what I would do in the future if they showed them again in the theaters, because they had the option where you could go see, like, one a day over okay. a few weeks. I think I would do that. Uh-huh. And they were the extended cuts, It was too, the extended right? cuts. Woo. I'd only watch the extended. If it's not extended, I'm not interested. I agree. Yeah. But Usually the director's cut, you go, eh, was that necessary? But I really feel like with the Lord of the Rings... The director's cuts add so much more to them. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it sets a trend because we can talk about, like, uh, Rebel Moon, for example. Oh, wow. Zack Snyder. I finally got around to watching that. How was it? I it's haven't watched it It's not good. Yet. Okay. It took me, like, four times to get through it because, to be honest with you, I kept falling asleep. Yeah. And I, it, it's just, it's, it's like 12 different sci-fi movies all kind of, like, blended in together. Yeah. And there's not really a great... Like the the hero's not compelling, and none of the side characters are that interesting, and and it's not really a rebellion. It's kind of like the very start of the rebellion. So like she saves some farmers on a backwater planet that she's on, and then they go out to recruit like five warriors that can help them against the entire empire. Yeah. It's like yeah, they're really good fighters, but and they talk about how they have to recruit an army, and then they fight. Sorry, spoilers. 
Um, so, you know, watch out. Um, if you, you know me, I always, seen it yet. I'm rushing out there to see right. a Zack Snyder movie. And so then uh, at the very end, they take on like this general and blow up one of his ships. And they're like, this is the start of the rebellion. This is the start of the revolution. And so it was like the whole big climax was them fighting some soldiers and blowing up one ship. And that was kind of it. And I was, even the special effects, I didn't think were that great. It just was, well, it was not a good is, movie. They're planning on doing a longer four-hour mm. version or whatever. A rated R cut, too, which you yeah. totally need. And, and that's what I feel like. That works so well for Peter Jackson in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then I feel like people try to replicate that same thing yeah. by, oh, well, we'll put this extended one. If you enjoyed this in the theater, we've got an extended we got one even coming more. But you have to add value. Absolutely. And if you're not adding value and you're just making it extra long... Like, I watched the, the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings, and I, and I understand I'm biased. Right. I'll recognize that. But I watch it, and there's not a moment where I'm like, this is dragging. They Absolutely. should have cut this Absolutely. out of the movie. They, right. This is extraneous. Like, this is good. I, I enjoy it. But other extended cuts, like, a lot of movies that are even two or three hours yeah. long, I'll watch and I'll be like... They could have cut out 20 minutes Absolutely. here, and I would have been fine. We talk about that all the time on this show. Yeah. This movie could have lost 30 minutes, and it would have been it would have been great. Killers of the Flower Moon is a good movie, right. but there is probably 45 minutes to an hour of just Leonardo DiCaprio scowling that yeah. could have been cut. Like and now straight? they're talking... Is it just an hour straight of him scowling? It felt like that at okay. times, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and they're talking about releasing an updated director's cut that's going to be like another hour to an hour and a half. And I'm like... I don't know if that needs it. I haven't seen Napoleon yet, but they're going to release a a four-hour director's cut of that. And it's like, I've heard that one might actually be better because there's just so much of Napoleon's life that you're trying to cram into a a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie that that might actually work better. Because Valerie saw it and said it would have been better as a miniseries. Yeah, which is something that I think we're going to see more and more of. Yeah. And I can talk about that in a minute. But I love Lord of the Rings Extended. But I'm not a fan of The Hobbit extended. Totally agree. And the reason why is because you've already taken one book and split it into three, three movies. movies. Don't extend on that. Like, right. I don't need that. But with Lord of the Rings, where each of those was a book, and I I loosely, right? They're all one book, sure. but they split it into three volumes. Right. Like, but to me, those... can add more depth. Those, I, I was going to say, the, the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, you get more depth. You get more world building. You get a deeper relationship with these characters that it's like it just adds to the experience and I'm with you I don't watch the extended cut and go Jesus is dragon this is yeah. taking forever like it just feels like it's just kind of flies by and you're all of a sudden at the, at the end I don't feel like yeah. okay now I can fast forward through this section you know but you brought up miniseries and I, I was watching the new Percy Jackson miniseries on yeah. Disney Plus and I'm really enjoying it I think it's really well paced um, compared to the movies, which I feel like rushed through a lot of the story and didn't stay as true to the book. And sometimes a movie doesn't, and that's okay, but if they capture the spirit of the book, or sometimes it's even better. Like, Forrest Gump is a classic example to me. Like, the book was not great, but uh-huh. the movie was better. Okay, okay. And it didn't follow the book very well. It, so it was, it worked out. But with Percy Jackson, the movies weren't great. They've decided to do it as a miniseries this time. They're putting the money into it. It's got the budget. It uh-huh. looks good. It's well acted. And I feel like you can break it up in parts of the story and make it more episodic. And it works in a miniseries type format. And I would like to see 
more book series be made into miniseries uh-huh. instead of saying, hey, let's make this a movie. Because I think you are more likely to capture a lot of the details that fans really love. Yeah. Um, in a series than you would in, in just a movie. Yeah, and it used to be with TV, the, the, a season was like 20 to 25 episodes. Right. So, and now a season is like on, on mainstream TV, it's like 12 to 15 episodes. So, I mean, and that was one of the problems with a show like Lost was it was really good, but they had to fill time because you had to fill 21-hour, 20-hour-long episodes for five or six seasons. So you've got 120-something hours. Now yeah. you can do five 40-minute things on a streaming platform that you couldn't do on television. And right. so that really opens up. Before it was you had the choice of these huge, long episodes or you had a movie and that's all you had. And now with streaming, you really have kind of this new middle ground, which I like quite a bit. Yeah, the streaming platform has totally changed how we consume media and how media is produced. And I agree. I, I think it works really well for a lot of the stories that are being told. Um, and you couldn't do that. You couldn't take a Percy Jackson book and stretch it out over 23 episodes. Oh, no. Heavens no. And, and, and you and wouldn't the TV, get the budget to make it I was going to say, enough. the TV, the budget, you couldn't have done that back in... Even 10 years ago, the TV budgets weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you look at even the best produced kind of sci-fi shows that were on TV. Star Trek is a great example. Yep. yep. They talk about what they had to do to make to that work. had to be very creative yeah, in like, stretching that budget. Like, there's a reason you didn't see a lot of exterior shots of most of the planets that they landed on on Star Trek The Next Generation because they couldn't afford to create, create that. Create the whole world. They can create a, a shot of, what, of the city or whatever... Right. But then it was all internal shots, the rest interior is the, shots. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it's just, special effects have gotten to a much better point. And uh-huh. I think with streaming, people are, like, studios have realized that's the future of movie and film and story consumption. So they're putting more money into it. Totally. And it's just very different. A, a streaming series is so different than a television series. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's just... And it's interesting, too, because, like I said, you can do... Like, Echo just dropped on Disney+, Plus, and it's five episodes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've been... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, catching up on the, the latest uh, season of Fargo, and it's, like, ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that one's on FX, and then it streams the next day type of thing. So, really, you still... Uh, for a TV series, you still really need, like, ten, twelve episodes. Streaming, you can do three, five, six, you know, you can kind of let the content dictate instead of we have this much time to fill and you have to fill it. Yeah. And I think as long as that's what we stick with, that we let the content dictate how many episodes it needs to be, I worry sometimes that we're starting to see... Mandalorian Season 1 is one of my favorite series that's ever been out there. I love The Mandalorian. I love that first season. It's fantastic. The second season was really good. Third season wasn't as good as the first two. Right. I, Mando's still probably my favorite Star Wars character right now. I, I, love I like Mando a lot, yes. But but it started to feel, in the third one, like we are putting these episodes together to do this many. Boba Fett was yes. a good example of that. Yes. Because two, uh, two of the episodes in the Boba Fett series were Mandalorian, Mandalorian episodes. episodes. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is 
we are now creating content to meet this number. We need it to stretch over yes. this many weeks yes. to fill this much time. And so now we're creating content for and that. Then the and, other... and that's backwards for, for success, in my opinion. Oh, I totally agree. And then the other problem is, is they're using these shows to set up future shows and future movies. And that's one of the complaints I've had about the MCU for a while, is that it's like this movie is setting up this movie that's three movies away. And right. Ant-Man completely, Quantumania completely felt like that to me. It didn't feel like an Ant-Man movie. Well, it was a And now what it was setting up probably is isn't going to happen. imploding and yeah. going away. Yeah. And so, to me, I love when, when a filmmaker like John Favreau, when he made Iron Man, they had intentions. Like, they knew that they were going to do Thor. They were going to do Captain America. Those were already, like, in stone, and they had contracts that they had to fulfill. They had to make those. But John Favreau was like, I'm going to make this the best standalone Iron Man film that I can. And right. then we'll throw in the little teaser at the end, setting up the Avengers initiative, if we get that far. But even that wasn't guaranteed. If these movies flopped, they were done. And so, to me, it's like, concentrate on the movie you're making or the story you're telling. Yeah. And d just let the next thing build off of that. But don't make this only it's got to exist by itself it can't yeah. just be a stepping stone for the next thing and when you look at the early days of the marvel cinematic universe that was what it was like you said with iron man thor incredible hulk captain america and when you watch the three iron man movies yeah you can watch them and no other marvel movies and you're fine and you still get it you still like understand. the story's there it's intact mm -hmm. you don't have to watch Captain America, the first Avenger, to get what happens in Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3. I mean, you do have to understand a little bit of the effects of the Avengers movie for Iron Man 3. Right. With the PTSD kind of aspect. But, but by and But large, you can still, for the most part, get it. You may not yeah. get all the subtleties. And, but. and Thor, the first two Thor movies, kind of the same thing. Thor Ragnarok goes a little bit into like, hey, we're building up to something. But it still stands alone right. pretty well compared right. to a lot of the others. Um, Captain America and then the Winter Soldier, both of those movies, I feel like the same way. Civil War, obviously, was kind of Avengers 2.5. Right. Leading right. up to Infinity War. But but those movies worked because I want to see a Captain America movie or I want to see an uh -huh. Iron Man movie. I don't want to see a chapter of the Avengers Infinity Saga. Exactly. And I was exactly. seeing that, but it, it was self-contained enough that it didn't feel that like way. like that, yeah. And now every time that you watch... And, and honestly, a lot of the Marvel stuff that I watch right now, I'm only watching to see how it ties in with what's going to happen in the future. Uh -huh. Because that's all they're focusing on, so the rest of it just isn't Doesn't good. matter. Yeah. Secret Wars, that, that was awful. series was so it boring. It was awful. So boring. But I watched it because I needed to know how, it was gonna, how the scrolls were going to tie in with the rest of the Marvel Universe. And, and it was supposed to be like a big setup into the Marvels, and then it really wasn't. No. I don't know if that was in the cutting that they did, because that movie... Like, I like the Marvels, but that thing was cut to within an inch of its life. It was. Like, it was cut to the bone, which typically I'm a fan of. I'm okay with that, but it so, did feel like they left the, some The off. Marvels was fun. Yeah. It was a fun movie. Yeah. But it wasn't the same good movie that, like, Winter Soldier was. Right, right. I agree with that. It's one that it's like, yeah, it was fun, it was entertaining, but is it going to be, like, in the pantheon of... And when I think, you think, and of I think the part of it MCU is MCU films. No, yeah, and I think part of it is exactly like you said. It was cut down a lot, and they cut a lot. You out could of tell, it. yeah, yeah. But I loved Hawkeye. I thought Hawkeye was a fun series, completely standalone. I mean, it set up um, Kate Bishop, and obviously she's going to play into Young Avengers. But yeah. um, 
but I thought that was just a fun standalone by itself series, you yeah. know, which I'm okay with. Uh, yeah, but it feels like so many of them now, and even Loki season two was fine. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't think it was as good as season one. I agree with that. I and agree with that. It was very much setting up more of this Kang the Conqueror story that yeah. now. Who isn't even going to matter. We don't know what's going to happen. happen. Right. Except they've said King can have a lot of different faces, and so if it's not Jonathan Majors, they they can bring the character. They recast uh, um, Brody. Yeah. And so, I mean, they recast Edward Norton. I've I've heard rumors that in his contract it says that they can't recast the character, but I think... I would, That's, I, that would surprise me. A studio I, would never get on board with that. I can't imagine that they would give... Yeah. Like, he's not a big enough... Like, Jonathan Majors was a rising actor, but I can't imagine they would give that much control to a guy that doesn't have that big of a... Like, no. I he's think, an up-and-comer. He's not like I a Tom think, Cruise. I don't even think Robert Downey Jr. has that in I don't his contract so. for uh, Iron Man. And he's much bigger deal. A hundred percent. And it's, like I said, he's not a Tom Cruise-type level actor that no. could demand that type of... no. So, thing, so I think those rumors are false, I, and I, I think if they want to tell the story, they will just recast and, the character. And that's the that's the hard part too, Jake. Because we talk about like the movies we love, and we're not like professional film critics, right? No, but we try to talk about actual things. I hate these these podcasts and these um, articles that are just completely made up rumors that are just for clickbait sake, yeah. and it just drives me crazy. And it's like we try and put some thought into it. Like we study it. We discuss it. We're not like, oh, so this is what I'm hearing on the grapevine when it's yeah. not true at all. You know. Yeah. Well, Anyway, little rant there. Little rant. We're going to end on it, though. That's going to be in the end of this episode. We've got to get over for, for a cosplay contest that starts at 2, and then we're introducing Prince of Egypt. Yes. Celebrating his 25th anniversary. Love this movie. I'm so glad that we're here to participate in it. So if you weren't it. out here for January, uh, come out next year. I think they're going to try and make this a, yeah. a recurring thing. This is a really cool event. we got yeah. artists. we got cosplay. we got movies. Yeah, come out and check it out. We're very, glad to be here. Very cool event. They are raising money for the movie, particularly for Primary Children's yes. Hospital, which, which is a great a cause. great cause, absolutely. So, but until next time, thank you so much for listening and supporting us. And uh, we promise we'll have an episode about a movie. Yeah, a movie. A movie. Coming. We'll this, see. This is a bonus episode. This is a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Good night. Good night. You, you finished. Like, stop. Just sit down. <laughs> You're done. You already did it. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun, though. I mean, crossing that finish line, and we really should get more into detail when Val is yeah, here so we can talk about it with absolutely. her. Absolutely. But, but that was an amazing moment, getting across the finish line with the two of you. It and was something I'll never forget. Yeah. That was, was something I'll never forget. It was And great. then seeing your, your son, little Ben, who was here just a minute ago, Spider-Man, yes. say to me, he looks at me and he goes, my dad's a superhero. Yeah. Like, yes, you are, you are correct. Your dad is a superhero. Yeah, Ben's the nicest kid I know. Yeah, so, he really is. Yeah, he's a sweet kid. All your kids are really nice, though. At yeah. least from, I mean... Of course, they're different when they have company and I'm around, you know. Yeah, no, they are good kids. (laughs) Like, there have been times that they misbehave. Yes, they're children, but But they're good kids. Overall, they're good kids. I wouldn't trade them. No, my oldest afterward, he said, yeah, Dad, I want to go run the 5K next year. That's awesome. Like, cool. So that's the positive thing. Look at what you've done. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you said to me, after we finished, you're like, I, I don't ever want to move again. Yeah. And then, like, the next day, Valerie sends a message on our on our uh, text message thread. Says, when are we going to do another one? And Jake goes, 
uh, you know, there's a Salt Lake one coming up in April. I might be interested in doing something there. I'm like, yeah. All right. Yep. Now they're in. Welcome to the family. <laughs> no, it, I definitely want to do more of the Disney ones. I think yes. that that was the, the nice thing is like knowing we were there because of a good cause. We raised money for right. American Cancer Society. Getting to meet the people that are, that are part of Team Determination. Isn't that, that are the Incredible best, individuals that have done a ton to get there and the money that was raised. I think for the Disneyland one, it was like 115. 115. Yeah. $115,000 just for our Disneyland group. Yeah. And if they are able to get contracts, and they most likely will, if they're able to get contracts for the um, September races uh, in Disneyland, which are going to be Halloween-themed, they are hoping that they'll be able to raise a million dollars for all of the Disney races. Not just wow. Not just the Halloween one, but if you take all of the Disney World, all of the Disneyland... They're hoping to break a million dollars, and they started this division of, of Team Determination just five years ago. That's amazing. And now to be looking at a million dollars for cancer research, they do the Hope Lodge, so if you need a place to stay while you're doing your cancer treatments, transportation to and from your appointments, education, um, grants for um, research, I mean, the stuff they do is incredible. It's an A-plus rated charity, and so many people are affected by cancer. And being able to give back and then be able to run through the Disney park before yeah. they open. Wasn't that just the coolest experience? It, it was really neat. I One of the reasons I'd like to get better is to feel like I can enjoy that part of it a little bit more. Instead of... Because I, I was really focused. Like, I, I had to keep going. It was... It was very difficult for me, and I'm obviously not in the in the shape that I should be, but I'm working but, to get there. And it's, and this, it's different, it's too, when you're running by yourself at the Oval, and then when you have all these people, like, jostling beside you, and people are trying to get in front of you or move yeah. around you, and then you also, you're not used to running on the cobblestones and crossing the, the trolley tracks, and yeah. you got to watch out where you're... And in the mornings, because of the humidity, too, the ground is a little wet and slippery, so you got to be watching out for that, too. Well, and the other thing that came up that I, I... You normally think of Disneyland and California Adventure both being pretty flat yeah. pieces of land, and they are. Right. But, man, you notice the parts that are not. <laughs> that part like, by Pirates? Uh-huh. The, the overpass over... The, yeah. Well, that, that was really bad. The other one that... Toontown. That was toward Toontown, the end of our yes. time in Disneyland because yes. we went out the back of Toontown, and so that was uphill. And I'm like, "This is awful. This is the worst thing ever. I hate this." Yeah. <laughs> and then you walk past, you know, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and you just think, "Nothing can stop us now." <laughs> if you haven't ridden that ride, that song that you'll song go, will go and it will stu- be stuck in your head for the rest of your trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's just the rule. I, I kind of feel bad for the employees that have to work that ride because they hear that all day, every day. And i got to imagine that that's yeah. – you go home and that's just going to go through your head. Yeah. yeah. It, it is – I love that ride. The ride is amazing. It's fantastic. And the song is great. But it is the like this generation's It's a Small World. Yes. Oh, I totally agree with that. Where it just, it, it just gets stuck in your head. And it's really cute and it's charming, but it gets in your head and it doesn't leave. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a great experience, um, and, and we should on our next episode when we have Val here go yeah. into more detail on it. But but that's where we've been, what and a great why we experience. haven't been super active on recording and things like yeah, that. Yeah, apologies for that. So I'm not even going to apologize. I'm oh. just going to tell you that's why we did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't feel bad. No, I don't feel bad about it. But. So. 
I don't. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like these chairs on this. Uh, floor. They're really rolly. Because I feel like every you time move I, and it's I'm, like and you I'm just drift. Yeah, you drift away from the microphone. You got to kind of. That's. Yeah. I've been locking my foot behind the, the chair. Yeah, but then it. Then that's not comfortable. The, I know. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable for about thirty seconds. Yeah, and, and then, then you like, gotta move again, and then yeah, you're rolling. But. Did, but there, you know, there's some insight into our chairs. <laughs> you're welcome. But you know, and, and it's it's kind of nice too. It's a little slower movie time right now. It is. I yeah. mean, uh, Mean Girls is is kind of the big one that's out now. Wonka's still doing really well. Wonka is. Wonka's doing got really some well. really good legs, so that's great. Um, the director's talked about how he wants to uh, possibly explore another movie in the in the Wonka verse uh-huh. uh, before he. Why becomes, does everything have to be a verse now? I I don't think they officially call it a verse. I think okay. I just added. That. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make but, sure. But this yeah. is a kind of a fun event, though, at the January, because we're sitting here in front of the Megaplex Theater, and stormtroopers are going into the food pickup area. Yeah. Um, and then we have um, somebody, is that from... Uh, from uh, Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, it's, it's Frollo. Frollo. I can't, I, I've only seen that movie once. Not, so. not to be confused with Frodo. Totally was the different. ring bearer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally no, different. Frollo's the bad but guy. But we've got, uh-oh, we got stormtroopers approaching yeah, us. Yeah, here they come. Don't don't draw attention. Just act just, like just, just act act normal, casual. Do you have any scrap metal? No, I heard you were recently were a scrap metal dealer. I w- well, at, not a. Uh, I, I visited one. Yeah. Oh, you visited a scrap metal dealer? Yeah, I okay. did. All right. Yeah, no, we don't want to draw any attention to that because I I actually went all out. I built I built a droid and a lightsaber this time. Uh, and your son built a droid. Or no, he built a lightsaber as well. So Jack built, uh, so number three, who's been on the show before. Yes. Uh, number three built a lightsaber with me this time. He went all dark side. That was a cool looking lightsaber. It was really cool. That was a bad looking lightsaber. It was It was pretty awesome. <laughs> it's got like spikes at the bottom. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. that was impressive. And the red blade. So the stormtroopers hey, are keeping an eye listen. on us. We're good. We're, we, <laughs> they these told us the to move along. These are the you're looking for. <laughs> um... Yeah, so he, he built a, a Sith one, and then I took my oldest son wanted to build a droid, and then Lucy wanted to build a droid. This is her second time building a droid. Okay. Um, Are both of hers the BB-8 version? Yeah, she okay. likes the BB droid. Awesome. Okay. One of them's all purple. This one was orange, but it was, like, reminiscent of BB-8, but it wasn't exactly like BB-8. So gotcha. It, it's still in that it's kind a of little, look. a little tweak on the... Yeah, the known version. Okay. Yeah, and and Johnny's was mostly red and like a turquoise color. Oh, cool. Because that was what the red looks like, has with it on the BB models. Because he did a BB eight as well, and and we had reserved two spots. Okay. And when I walked in, I I walked in and my wife didn't come with me. <laughs> That's not blaming her. I'm just explaining why, why she wasn't happened? there to talk me out of it. Right? <laughs> And I and I said, how hard would it be to add a third builder on there? And they said, oh yeah, not hard. Because Disney, I don't know if you know this, will take your money almost any time you offer it. <laughs> they they have no problem with it. How they, hard they, would it be for me to give you another hundred dollars? Oh yeah, oh, we're totally no, please, fine with sir. that. No, right, please, right, absolutely, right this way. Right. So then I built an R two unit. Uh, when we came walking back, Johnny's carrying his droid bucket, and Lucy's carrying her droid bucket, and I'm coming up behind them and why I was like oh you guys made your droids how did it go and she's like oh what's that what's this <laughs> and uh, it jumped right in my bin there was nothing yeah, I could I do I didn't know it I mean, it followed me home he used his uh, his 
his repulsors to launch himself into my bucket. And yeah, we, we've named him Reddy because he's all red and white, and that was Ben named him Reddy. And I think mainly it's because he's really into Bluey right now, so in his mind, ah, Bluey's all blue. Bluey. Now we got this Reddy. This is all red, so this is That makes Reddy. perfect sense. Yeah. I'm with him. So that's what we affectionately <laughs> call it. My daughter, Lucy, who made her droid, was really funny. She's like, oh, Dad, you can just tell Mom that this was your birthday present to yourself. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had used that for, like, the trip to Disneyland. I had used that for, the like... lightsaber. Well, the lightsaber, but but also the the week before, I had gone and seen all three of the Lord of the Rings movies in the You theater. did your own version of a marathon. Yeah, I did a marathon yes. while Tracy was running a marathon. Right. Um, I think both of them may have hurt our legs pretty equally. I, I sitting, sitting that long, yeah. that's just as hard it's as not, walking that healthy. long. So what's that? We're talking about movies. We do a podcast called Movies That Make Us. Yeah. Uh, right now, we're just not really talking we're just about anything. Chatting but, about yeah. stuff in general. So. We're, we're going to be talking. A little you guys bit. here for the art festival? Very cool. Awesome. Well, cool. All right, good yeah, to meet you. you. Too. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. That that's, future fans. That's the kind. Of, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's the kind of magic you get to experience when you're out in the middle of a thing. Yeah. What What are you doing here? Yeah. So. But yeah, that was fun though to see all three of those movies: Lord of the Rings, yeah. Extended Edition. I haven't. I have. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen them back to back to back. I don't know that I would do it again. Okay. Like, it was something like, That's hey, this would be really fun. I think what I would do in the future if they showed them again in the theaters, because they had the option where you could go see, like, one a day over okay. a few weeks. I think I would do that. Uh-huh. And they were the extended cuts, It was too, the extended right? cuts. Woo. I'd only watch the extended. If it's not extended, I'm not interested. I agree. Yeah. But Usually the director's cut, you go, eh, was that necessary? But I really feel like with the Lord of the Rings... The director's cuts add so much more to them. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it sets a trend because we can talk about, like, uh, Rebel Moon, for example. Oh, wow. Zack Snyder. I finally got around to watching that. How was it? I it's haven't watched not it It's not good. Yet. Okay. It took me, like, four times to get through it because, to be honest with you, I kept falling asleep. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's, it's like 12 different sci-fi movies all kind of, like, blended in together. Yeah. And there's not really a great... Like the the hero's not compelling, and none of the side characters are that interesting, and and it's not really a rebellion. It's kind of like the very start of the rebellion. So like she saves some farmers on a backwater planet that she's on, and then they go out to recruit like five warriors that can help them against the entire empire. It's yeah. like yeah, they're really good fighters, but and they talk about how they have to recruit an army, and then they fight. Sorry, spoilers. Um, so, you know, watch out. Um, if you, you know me, I always, seen it yet. I'm rushing out there to see right. a Zack Snyder movie. And so then uh, at the very end, they take on like this general and blow up one of his ships. And they're like, this is the start of the rebellion. This is the start of the revolution. And so it was like the whole big climax was them fighting some soldiers and blowing up one ship. And that was kind of it. And I was, even the special effects, I didn't think were that great. It just was, well, it was not a good is, movie. They're planning on doing a longer four-hour mm. version or whatever. A rated R cut, too, which you yeah. totally need. And and that's what I feel like. That worked so well for Peter Jackson in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then I feel like people try to replicate that same thing yeah. by, oh, well, we'll put this extended one. If you enjoyed this in the theater, we've got an extended we got one even coming more. Out. 
you have to add value. Absolutely. And if you're not adding value and you're just making it extra long, like I watched the the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings, and I and I understand I'm biased. Right. I'll recognize that, but I watch it. And there's not a moment where I'm like, this is dragging. They Absolutely. should have cut this Absolutely. out of the movie. They, right. This is extraneous. Like, this is good. I, I enjoy it. But other extended cuts, like a, a lot of movies that are even two or three hours yeah. long, I'll watch and I'll be like, they could have cut out 20 minutes Absolutely. here and I would have been fine. We talk about that all the time on this show. Yeah. This movie could have lost 30 minutes and it would have been, it would have been great. Killers of the Flower Moon is a good movie, right. but there is probably 45 minutes to an hour of just Leonardo DiCaprio scowling that yeah. could have been cut. Like and now straight? they're talking... Is it just an hour straight of him scowling? It felt like that at okay. times, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and and they're talking about releasing an updated director's cut that's going to be like another hour to an hour and a half. And I'm like, I don't know if that needs it. I haven't seen Napoleon yet, but they're going to release a, a four-hour director's cut of that. And it's like, I've heard that one might actually be better... Because there's just so much of Napoleon's life right. that you're trying to cram into a two-hour, well, two-and-a-half-hour movie that it, that might actually work better. Because Valerie saw it and said it would have been better as a miniseries. Yeah, which is something that I think we're going to see more and more of. And yeah. I, and I can talk about that in a minute. But I love Lord of the Rings Extended, but I'm not a fan of The Hobbit Extended. Totally agree. And the reason why is because you've already taken one book and split it into three, three movies. movies. Don't extend on that. Like, right. I don't need that. But with Lord of the Rings, where each of those was a book, and I, I loosely, right? They're all one book, sure. but they split it into three volumes. Right. Like, but to me, those... can add more depth. Those, I, I was going to say, the, the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, you get more depth, you get more world building, you get a deeper relationship with these characters that it's like, it just adds to the experience. And I'm with you. I don't watch the extended cut and go, Jesus is dragon. This is yeah. taking forever. Like... It just feels like it's just kind of flies by, and you're all of a sudden at the at the end. I don't feel like yeah. okay now I can fast forward through this section, you know. But, but you brought up miniseries, and I I was watching the new Percy Jackson miniseries on yeah. Disney Plus, and I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really well paced um, compared to the movies, which I feel like rushed through a lot of the story and didn't stay as true to the book, and. Sometimes a movie doesn't, and that's okay, but if they capture the spirit of the book, or sometimes it's even better. Like, Forrest Gump is a classic example to me. Like, the book was not great, but uh-huh. the movie was better. Okay, okay. And it didn't follow the book very well. It, so it was, it worked out. But with Percy Jackson, the movies weren't great. They've decided to do it as a miniseries this time. They're putting the money into it. It's got the budget. It uh-huh. looks good. It's well acted. And I feel like you can break it up in parts of the story and make it more episodic. And it works in a miniseries type format. And I would like to see more book series be made in a miniseries uh-huh. instead of saying, hey, let's make this a movie. Because I think you are more likely to capture a lot of the details that fans really love. Yeah. Um, in a series than you would in, in just a movie. Yeah, and it used to be with TV, the, the a season was like 20 to 25 episodes. Right. So, and now a season is like on, on mainstream TV, it's like 12 to 15 episodes. So, I mean, and that was one of the problems with a show like Lost was it was really good, but they had to fill time because you had to fill 21 hour, 20 hour long episodes for five or six seasons, so you've got 120-something hours. Now yeah. you can do five 40-minute things on a streaming platform that you couldn't do on television, 
And right. so that really opens up. Before it was, you had the choice of these huge long episodes, or you had a movie, and that's all you had. And now with streaming, you really have kind of this new middle ground, which I like quite a bit. Yeah, the streaming platform has totally changed how we consume media and how media is produced. And I agree. I, I think it works really well for a lot of the stories that are being told. Um, and you couldn't do that. You couldn't take a Percy Jackson book and stretch it out over 23 episodes. Oh, no. Heavens no. And, and, and you and wouldn't the TV, get the budget to make it look I was going to say, enough. the TV, the budget, you couldn't have done that back in, even 10 years ago, the TV budgets weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you look at even the best produced kind of sci-fi shows that were on TV. Star Trek is a great example. Yep. yep. They talk about what they had to do to make that work. had to be very work. creative yeah, in like, stretching that budget. Like, there's a reason you didn't see a lot of exterior shots of most of the planets that they landed on on Star Trek The Next Generation because they couldn't afford to create, create that. the whole world. They can create a, a shot of what of the city or whatever. Right. But then it was all internal shots, the rest interior is the, shots. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and it's just... Special effects have gotten to a much better point, and uh-huh. I think with streaming, people are... Like, studios have realized that's the future of movie and film and story consumption, so they're putting more money into it. Totally. And it's just very different. A, a streaming series is so different than a television series. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's just... And it's interesting, too, because, like I said, you can do... Like, Echo just dropped on Disney+, Plus, and it's five episodes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've been... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, catching up on the the latest uh, season of Fargo, and it's like ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that one's on FX, and then it streams the next day, type of thing. So, really, you still uh, for a TV series, you still really need like ten, twelve episodes. Streaming, you can do three, five, six. You know, you can kind of let the content dictate instead of we have this much time to fill, and you have to fill it. Yeah. And I think as long as that's what we stick with, that we let the content dictate how yeah. many episodes it needs to be, I worry sometimes that we're starting to see... Mandalorian Season 1 is one of my favorite totally. series that's ever been out there. I love The Mandalorian. I love that first season. It's fantastic. The second season was really good. Third season wasn't as good as the first two. Right. I, Mando's still probably my favorite Star Wars character right now. I, I, love I like Mando a lot, yes. But... But it started to feel, in the third one, like we are putting these episodes together to do this many. Boba Fett was yes. a good example of that. Yes. Because two, uh, two of the episodes in the Boba Fett series were Mandalorian, Mandalorian episodes. episodes. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is, we are now creating content to meet this number. We need it to stretch over yes. this many weeks yes. to fill this much time. And so now we're creating content for and that. Then the and, other... and that's backwards for, for success, in my opinion. Oh, I totally agree. And then the other problem is is they're using these shows to set up future shows and future movies. And that's one of the complaints I've had about the MCU for a while, is that it's like, this movie is setting up this movie that's three movies away. And right. Ant-Man completely, Quantumania completely felt like that to me. It didn't feel like an Ant-Man movie. Well, it was a And now what it was setting up probably is isn't going to happen. imploding and yeah. going away, yeah. And so, to me, I love when, when a filmmaker, like John Favreau, when he made Iron Man, they had intentions, like... They knew that they were going to do Thor. They were going to do Captain America. Those were already, like, in stone, and they had contracts that they had to fulfill. They had to make those. But John Favreau was like, I'm going to make this the best standalone Iron Man film that I can, and right. then we'll throw in the little teaser 
at the end, setting up the Avengers initiative, if we get that far. But even that wasn't guaranteed. If these movies flopped, they were done. And so, to me, it's like, concentrate on the movie you're making or the story you're telling. Yeah. And just let the next thing build off of that. But don't make this only... It's got to exist by itself. It can't just be a stepping stone for the next thing. And when you look at the early days of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that was what it was. Like you said, with Iron Man, Thor, Incredible Hulk, Captain America. And when you watch the three Iron Man movies, you can watch them. And no other Marvel movies, and you're fine. And you still get it. You still like understand. the story's there. It's intact. Mm-hmm. You don't have to watch Captain America: The First Avenger to get what happens in Iron Man Two or Iron Man Three. I mean, you do have to understand a little bit of the effects of the Avengers movie for Iron Man Three, right? With the PTSD kind of aspect. But but, by but and you large, can still, for the most part, get it. You may not yeah. get all the subtleties. And, but and Thor, the first two Thor movies, kind of the same thing. Thor Ragnarok goes a little bit into like, hey, we're building up to something, but it still stands alone right. pretty well compared right. to a lot of the others. Um, Captain America and then The Winter Soldier, both of those movies, I feel like the same way. Civil War, obviously, was kind of Avengers 2.5 right. leading right. up to Infinity War. But but those movies worked because I want to see a Captain America movie or I want to see an uh-huh. Iron Man movie. I don't want to see a chapter of the Avengers Infinity Saga. Exactly. And I was exactly. seeing that, but it... it was self-contained enough that it didn't feel that like way. that. Yeah. And now every time that you watch, and, and honestly, a lot of the Marvel stuff that I watch right now, I'm only watching to see how it ties in with what's going to happen in the future. Uh-huh. Because that's all they're focusing on, so the rest of it just isn't Doesn't good. matter. Yeah. Secret Wars, that, that was awful. series was so it boring. It was awful. So boring. But I watched it because I needed to know how, it was gonna, how the scrolls were going to tie in with the rest of the Marvel Universe. And, and it was supposed to be like a big setup into the Marvels, and then it really wasn't. No. I don't know if that was in the cutting that they did, because that movie, like, I liked the Marvels, but that thing was cut to within an inch of its life. It was. Like, it was cut to the bone, which typically I'm a fan of. I'm okay with that, but it so, did feel like they left the, some The off. Marvels was fun. Yeah. It was a fun movie. Yeah. But it wasn't the same good movie that, like, Winter Soldier was. Right, right. I agree with that. It's one that it's like, yeah, it was fun, it was entertaining, but is it going to be like in the pantheon of and I when think, you think and of I the think great of it MCU is, films? No. Yeah, and I think part of it is exactly like you said. It was cut down a lot, and they cut a lot. You out could of tell. It. Yeah, yeah. But I loved Hawkeye. I thought Hawkeye was a fun series, completely standalone. I mean, it set up um, Kate Bishop, and obviously she's going to play into Young Avengers. But yeah. Um, but I thought that was just a fun standalone. Sp- by itself series, you yeah. know, which I'm okay with. Uh, yeah, but it feels like so many of them now, and even Loki season two was fine. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't think it was as good as season one. I agree with that. I and agree with that. it was very much setting up more of this Kang the Conqueror story that yeah. now Who isn't even going to matter. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. Except they've said Kang can have a lot of different faces, and so... If it's not Jonathan they, Majors, they, they can bring before. the character. And they recast uh, um, Brody, you know, yeah. and so, I mean, they and recast Edward Norton. I've, I've heard rumors that in his contract Norton. it says that they can't recast the character, but I think I that's, would, I, that would surprise me. A studio yeah, would never get on board with that. I can't imagine that they would give, yeah. like, he's not a big enough, like, Jonathan Majors was a rising actor, but I can't imagine they would give that much control to a guy that doesn't have that big of a, like, no. 
I he's think, an up-and-comer. He's not like I a don't Tom even think, Cruise. I don't even think Robert Downey Jr. has that in I don't his think contract so. for uh, Iron Batted. He's much bigger deal. A hundred percent. And it's, like I said, he's not a Tom Cruise-type level actor that no. could demand that type of no. So, thing, so I think those rumors are false, I, and I, I think if they want to tell the story, they will just recast and, the character. And that's the that's the hard part too, Jake. As we talk about like the movies we love, and we're not like professional film critics, right? No, but we try to talk about actual things. I hate these these podcasts and these um, articles that are just completely made up rumors that are just for clickbait sake, yeah. and it just drives me crazy. And it's like we try and put some thought into it. Like we study it. We discuss it. We're not like, oh, so this is what I'm hearing on the grapevine when it's yeah. not true at all. You know. Yeah. Well, Anyway, little rant there. Little rant. We're going to end on it, though. That's going to be in the end of this episode. We've got to get over for, for a cosplay contest that starts at 2, and then we're introducing Prince of Egypt. Yes. Celebrating his 25th anniversary. Love this movie. I'm so glad that we're here to participate in it. So if you weren't it. out here for January, uh, come out next year. I think they're going to try and make this a, yeah. a recurring thing. This is a really cool event. we got yeah. artists. we got cosplay. we got movies. Yeah, come out and check it out. We're very, glad to very be here. Very, cool event. They are raising money for the movie, particularly for Primary Children's yes. Hospital, which, which is a great a cause. great cause, absolutely. So. But until next time, thank you so much for listening and supporting us. And uh, we promise we'll have an episode about a movie. Yeah, a movie. A movie. Coming. We'll see. This is a bonus episode. This is a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, But until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Good night. Good night. This has been an Age of Geek media production. 